Greetings and salutations, family, and welcome to this episode of Modern Faith. Today, I am so, so, so excited for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm excited to introduce one of the special formats of Modern Faith called Breaking Bread. And in this format called Breaking Bread, I am doing just that. I am breaking bread, having a meal, and sometimes even preparing a meal with people I love, people who inspire me, people who uplift me, and people who I want to share with you. And um, I believe that there is a beautiful sanctity and even sacramentality to meal sharing um, and that God meets us in a really special and in a really particular way around tables where our basic needs are being met. The need not only for physical nourishment, but for intimacy and togetherness and kinship and love. And um, so I'm excited about this format and all of the people who are to come. But the second reason why I am so excited about this episode is because I am breaking bread with my best, 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 best friend, my best friend, Portia. We met in college over a decade ago and through season and season and season um, of my life and her life and our lives, we have been through it, um, through the highs and lows with each other. And um, I'm breaking bread with her on this episode of Modern Faith. And we have already recorded this conversation and it got so good and it was so rich and it was so deep that this conversation is going to actually span two episodes of Modern Faith. And in it, we talk about how we met. We talk about relationships and love. We talk about navigating friendships and sisterhoods and how some sisterhoods and relationships come to go and some come to stay. We talk about seasons and reasons. We talked about evolving in our own identity as individuals and as sisters. We talked about embracing being single. We talked about being ready for love. We talked about being ready for success. And the whole time we're praising and thanking God um, as we're reflecting and as we are foreshadowing for the things we hope for in our future. And so I hope this conversation is a blessing to you as it was to me. And we recorded this once again while we were breaking bread. And so there might be some parts where the sound quality is not excellent, but it's an organic moment between two soulmates, two sisters. And I'm excited to introduce this format with this very special woman who is my best friend. And so I hope you enjoy this conversation, y'all. Thank you for listening. Welcome to Modern Faith, a podcast for the spiritual nourishment for today's millennial woman of color. I'm your host, Reverend Dr. Nichelle Guidry. Thanks for being here. So, sis, this is the first episode of the um, podcast format called Breaking Bread. Mm which is the format where I have conversation with people I love, people who inspire me. 
Over. Natural react fit. Girl, you're at the top of my list. Oh, yes. <laughs> Happy to partake and then be a part of it. Well, I can't think of anybody better. Because <laughs> you've been really supportive of me as I've done this modern faith thing. And plus, I talk to you every day almost. And so I feel like That's who better true. to kick off a conversation series than the person I talk to almost every day? Yeah, this is true. And, you know, I think it'll be awesome to have a recording, you know, of us talking and something you can always go back to later on in life. Later on in life, play time. it for our kids. Yeah, a little time capsule. Play it for our kids. And then when you have ascended to Ava DuVernay level in your career. Come on now. <laughs> come on, Jesus. Come on. Then we will have a record of Portia, Elsie, and her best friend enjoying a meal together. Talking about all kinds of things. We have come up with so many topics for this conversation. So I'm topics. very excited to see where it goes. I am too. I mean, I, I mean, we talk about a variety of things on the phone. We can be talking for hours, but we always go through as many topics as possible. So, girl, sometimes we talk about Man. really deep things in like two or three <laughs> minutes. I just had to call you to tell you this, mm -hmm. but I have to get back to work now. Mm -hmm. Bye. Mm -hmm. Or, girl, you got some time. Yeah, girl. What I you need? need? To I need to unpack this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm ready, Joe. <laughs> but I, I thought about breaking bread because I felt like, and I feel like, there's so many powerful and amazing um, just human transactions that happen over food. Um, obviously, it is a necessity, and it's some of the most intimate activity you can do with other people is sharing a meal. And we cooked this meal together, so that too, you know, this is a process of, <laughs> building our, our bond, which we've been doing since taco night when we were in college. Girl, remember how we used to do taco girl, night? Yes, I do. How can I forget? You got the meat? Okay, girl, I got the shells. Okay, my dad sent me $20. So I'm going to pick up all the stuff, be over there around 7. I girl, we had saying. no money, but we found a way we to put way. things together. Found a way or made one. <laughs> which is a perfect segue into how I thought we could start our episode, which is the story of how we met. Yeah. And so someone asked me recently, how long have y'all been friends? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't know anymore. Yeah, like it's, it's lost years. I've lost count. Mm -hmm. Definitely Ooh. over a decade. Definitely over a decade. I want to say that year had to have been... Hmm, maybe 2004, oh, maybe? Yeah, 2004. Because you graduated in 06. I came out in 2006, so. I think we had at least a good year and a half, two years under together. our belt by the time you came out. Yeah, I think 2004 is a safe year to say. 04, and it was a fateful day. It was. We were undergrads at Clark Atlanta. One little girl coming from San Antonio, Texas. Another one from Los Angeles, California. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Coming and off of Christmas break. Coming off of Christmas break. Starting uh, our spring semester. Spring semester. And we were both mass media arts majors at Clark. 
at the time. At the time. And we had got some fabulous communication devices for Christmas. Girl, we were fancy. (laughs) Very fancy. T-Mobile sidekicks. (laughs) There were so many ways you can contact somebody on the T-Mobile sidekick. Girl, it was ahead of its time. It was AIM, email, text message. Text message. And and a call. And a phone call. Yeah, it was a lot of ways. But wait, did you use yours as a phone or did you just use it for the other stuff? I used mine for the other stuff because I also had a Nextel. I had Oh, yeah, this was 04. <laughs> this was 04. So I I remember mm-hmm. we were waiting in the MassCom building for a communication law to happen. Yes. Neither one of us remember the professor's name, but we definitely <laughs> remember how special and Very colorful he was. Eccentric. He would go off into like whole conversations with himself in he class. He would. Yeah. He would just- <laughs> Go off on a tangent, okay. and you know, before you know it, we're like, "What? What? What did we learn today?" Just more insight into your life, and your life, and your mind. Yeah, interesting guy. But I'm so grateful and thankful for that class. You know, I think that had it not been for those T-Mobile sidekicks and Girl. that Com Law class, I don't know when our paths would have crossed. I don't know when they would have crossed. I'm glad they did that day. That day, he was late, and I remember we were standing in the hallway. He was late. Because the door was <laughs> locked, and mm-hmm. we were all just kind of like, oh, no one really knew each other. It was yeah. like first couple days of classes. I pulled out my sidekick, and you were like, oh, I have one of those, too. <laughs> I was like, girl, I got this for Christmas. <laughs> I got mine, too. And she was, she, and you go, like, well, what's your aim name? Yeah, what's your aim name? <laughs> and yours was Black Love Song. Mm-hmm. And mine was You See My Bug. <laughs> oh, one. Oh, one, because that's the year I got it. I remember that. Your Volkswagen bug. <laughs> oh, mercy. Yeah. Um, and it was really rest of, rest is history. Yeah. I don't really remember, like, an awkward phase between us. I don't remember, no. like, a, oh, what did it, I don't remember. All I remember is we met, and the next thing you know, we're together all the time. All the time. Talking every day. and Every know, day. And we're Hanging still out like all that the time. to this day. <laughs> we are. I mean, we are. And people still come up to us to this day. Right up until very last night. Are y'all sisters? Everywhere we y'all go. sisters? Wait, hold on. Are you twins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. We just still started saying yes. Yeah, yes. We yes. are. We yes. are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait, it happened today at the gym at Orange Theory. It happened today at the gym. Email, she Mm -hmm. goes, are y'all sisters? Oh, yes. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be getting that for the rest of our lives. I think it's safe to say. We will, it's safe to say, and I'm okay with that. But I know, like, college is when, for many people, maybe not for everyone, but college is a point where you build up some of your most formative relationships. I know, like, when I left high school, I left high school. I left I left San Antonio behind me. Like, I, I didn't really stay friends with a whole lot of people. I hated high school. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I loved the curriculum. I loved the academic part of it. But socially, it was a, it was, ooh, it was a struggle for me, child. So right. coming to Clark Atlanta, mm-hmm. I made great friends. I had all this, you know, just built-in community. Um... And so, and with people that I'm still friends with, but no one that I'm as close to as you. Mm -hmm. 
And I, whoo, girl, I just remember we had so many experiences. Yes, so many. College is just one of those times in your life where you come into yourself, you know, you go through your ups, your downs, you know, you're really finding out and discovering who you are. Mm -hmm. And that's what I like most about college. I will say for me in high school, I had an opposite experience. I had Mm, so many friends and I was very popular. popular. You were a cheerleader. I was cheer co-captain. I was homecoming queen. I was on student government. I mean, you name it, I did it. And I will say coming out of high school, I was like, you know what? I just want to be a student when I get to college (laughs) and I want to be around. Yeah. I wanted to be around new people. So Mm -hmm. I was the only one out of my crew to attend an HBCU Mm. right after high school. Yeah, girl. And it had to be Clark Atlanta. That's where I wanted to go. What drew you to CAU? Huh? What drew you to CAU? Um, What drew me to CAU? My aunt lives in Atlanta. So my mom's youngest sister. In fact, my mom and my grandmother are from Atlanta. We're um, Decatur, Georgia, to be exact. And so I had always was close to my aunt before she moved from Compton, California. Um, And we would talk, but I never knew what Atlanta looked like. I'd never been. So my first day on campus um, was my first day in Atlanta. Mm. I had never been before. I had never done the Black College Tours, but I mm. knew I wanted to go to Atlanta. And I picked Clark Atlanta because mm-hmm. they had a mass media arts program. Mm. And mm. that I did not find that at Spelman. And so mm. I selected Clark Atlanta. And... Yeah, I will say my love for Atlanta began that day. Atlanta has definitely been like second home for me. Second home for you. Second home. For home me. for me now. Yeah, home for you now. Not that I'm trying to erase San Antonio, but Atlanta is the place where I became a woman. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the place where I'm now planning my roots. And I think about like a lot of the really formative grew me into a woman experiences that I had in Atlanta. Like you were somewhere in the picture, like Mm. my greatest heartbreaks, Mm. my, my few loves. Yeah. Yeah. No hard times, good times, family challenges, you know, I growth of our family, growth of our families. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember, um, you know, we both had our nephews the you same know, year. in the same year, born in the same year. In fact, your nephew was born on my birthday. I was born like, wouldn't this be crazy if he was born on your birthday? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, yeah. now Sisters, y'all are birthday yeah. twins. Also, we're both very close to our fathers. Yeah. You know, I think we shared that bond almost immediate. Yeah. Because I would call my dad, ask him for money, and you'd be calling your dad, asking, oh, can I have a little bit more? What, you tell me something too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then somewhere in time, we started calling each other's parents, mom and dad. Mom and dad, yeah. So, yeah, definitely formative years, and we have seen a lot of growth in each other 
You oh, know. girl, transformation. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> Seeing us at our highs and our lows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think when I think about, like, sisterhood, because I talk about that a lot in my ministry. I talk a lot mm-hmm. about sisterhood saves. I talk a lot about she preaches as an act of a movement of sisterhood. But I don't really, like, I, a better way to say that is, I use our relationship as a model of sisterhood. Like, I don't have, you know, I have some other relationships. Like, I'm close to several other people, but my relationship with you is is as sacred as sisterhood gets. I love you, sis. I love you. But I feel the same way, you know. Mm -hmm. I think um, in search of looking for friends and I will say I like I mentioned earlier you know when I left high school I didn't go to college with with any of my friends so the friends that I made in Atlanta and coming in in 2001 and not meeting you until 2004 you know that alone you know just showed me just how special our connection was Yeah, because you are my best friend, my sister, Mm -hmm. and I am not as close as I am to anyone Mm -hmm. that I met. And like I said, took me a few years to even meet you, but it's been one of the longest lasting Mm -hmm. relationships and friendships that I, that I've had and I cherish it. This is my longest lasting relationship of any sort outside of my family. It's true. Yeah. Outside of my family. I mean, people drop off along the way. Yeah. People come and they go. Yeah. You know, they always say people are here for a season and that is true. And some people are here for a reason. And sometimes maybe once, maybe twice in a lifetime, that reason is to stay. Yeah. And I feel very, very blessed and lucky to have that kind of friendship. Yeah. People look for it. And sometimes they don't ever find it. That's right. People look for it. I mean, and I think about like my, when I was in high school, my quote unquote best friend was this white girl. And I think I remember seeing that picture. (laughs) I looked through your high school yearbook. And it was just a very detrimental experience of, of, of experiencing how you can have a bond with somebody mm-hmm. and just so quickly they change their mind about it. Yeah. And they decide that's not the bond I want anymore. And I have had to really reflect on, you know, what it meant for me as a, as a black girl to have that experience with a white girl and her, you know, deciding to flock to, you know, uh, a new cohort of friends who were all also white, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe at the time I didn't recognize that as having some racial implications, but Mm -hmm. I know for a fact Mm -hmm. that that was one of the top two defining moments that drove me to go to an HBCU. Mm. Yeah. And I don't remember, like, <clears throat> the other piece was, of course, the academics. Because growing up in San Antonio, I did not, I was not surrounded in school by African-Americans. I, my, none of my teachers were Black. Wow. Yeah. My graduating class was me 
and Floyd and Ashley, mm -hmm. three mm -hmm. out of everybody that graduated. Yeah. And so I knew like HBCU was the way for me. Way for you. And I, you know, I'm, I'll never look back. I'll never look back. I mean, HBCUs are God's gift to us, Absolutely. you know, and I know if it wasn't for our HBCU, we wouldn't have each other. And I think that oh to God. me is like when I think about sisterhood mm -hmm. and spirituality and faith, I think about how so many times God has just reminded me that God is still with me through you. Lowest of the low moments. I don't know how you know when to call me. I don't know how you know, like, I don't, you have this, like, strange... <laughs> connection. Connection, yeah. 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 And we've been there for a lot of each other's, like, high, high highest occasions yeah. as well. Milestones, so absolutely. Being able to go through all those fluctuations with each other and having the consistency and knowing... I know Portia is going to be there. Mm -hmm. I don't even ever have to question. Oh, absolutely, girl. I can yeah. ride away. Hello. And, you know, that I think, is God. Yeah. And I think that's why we have been able to sustain our friendship and our sisterhood. Mm -hmm. You know, we we live in separate cities and we have for longer than we lived in the same, same city. city. That's However, right. We are much closer now than we but were we, you know that, yeah that's really something it is and i i will say this and it's because we do the work we do the work and we show up in each other's life and mm -hmm. we don't miss significant moments and we are there for our milestones our accomplishments and while we are there for those and those are fun and those are good times, we are also there for when it's not so fun. You know, mm -hmm. we are also there for each other when we're in a low moment, where mm -hmm. we're disappointed, when we're angry, when we're sad and when we're crying, girl. You can just sense what I'm about to cry because the next thing I know, I get a FaceTime call from you. <laughs> and we don't normally FaceTime, but it's like the FaceTime call is when it's like, okay, I need to look you in the eye. I'm here for you. I just need to put my eyes on I you. Are you okay? You. Absolutely. And I and you know, and it's hard not to have your best friend physically with you every day, but mm -hmm. I do feel connected to you every day. Every day. Through our phone calls, text. our text messages, our social media exchanges, mm -hmm. you know, just following you and your journey oh, through your ministry and I'm loving how you have expanded in all these other areas. You are constantly looking for new ways to reach women and mm. to reach black women, women who look like you. Mm. And you're mm. filling spaces for those who don't have that person to look like that to look at that looks like them. Mm. For instance, like what happened to you when you were in high school. Mm. It's so important to see someone in a space where you are to have that mentor yeah you know and i know that your mentor is a black woman you mm -hmm. know who is in a space where black women are not usually in mm -hmm. right so uh, you are going to be that for somebody else and i want to be there you know mm -hmm. i always want to be there i always want to show up for you and i think that's what motivates me just our love our commitment to each other and mm -hmm. i think that being being in a friendship with you and a sisterhood with you is preparing me for the type of relationship that I want to have with my husband. You oh know? my god! And 
it's just been practice all this all these years Mm -hmm. and i think if you can make a long distance relationship work you can make a relationship work that doesn't have distance you know and oh that's so good yeah so i really just i yeah i i cherish it you know i love our friendship i do and i hope that it can be inspiring for other women i do too because i don't know like well first i i just mm -hmm. I I agree. I mean, I think the kinds of ways that we have negotiated our our internal struggles and tensions, which I honestly I can count on my hands because we've not really had drama. No, but the times (laughs) but the times when we did have it, like we brought it up, we talked it out, and the next day it's like, okay, what you doing? Back to normal. Back to normal, you know, because I believe in this and, you know, we're both different people. We had, we're raised differently. We come from different backgrounds, but at the end of the day, when you come from a place of love, yeah, you're going to make a mistake. You're yeah. going to disagree, but it's all in how you handle it. It's and all. I'm going to always approach you with care, with consideration, with mm-hmm. empathy, you know, because I love you and I want the best for you. And I know that you want the best for me too. So if we're having a difficult Mm -hmm. conversation, okay, that happened. What else is going on? You know, I (laughs) I apologize. You apologize. We love on each other even more. And we take those experiences as learning lessons and opportunities, right? And 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 you grow. And you grow. And you forgive. You do. You do. Because you start to realize that there are some people in your life where the cost and the cost and the risk of you not being in my life are mm-hmm. way too high. Yeah, of course. Um, and it's not something that I even want to risk. So we have to flesh this out and forgiveness has to take place because my life without you, I don't know if that is what God (laughs) intended for me like I don't think that that would really work and forgiveness has to and I think you're right like I think in the course of our sisterhood we've definitely obtained some skills Mm -hmm. that have been useful in other relationships and in other areas you know the ability to communicate the ability to speak your truth and be yourself the ability to move through tension not around it Mm -hmm. not avoid it Mm -hmm. come out on the other side that's has that has had applicability in many areas of my life yeah absolutely yeah and one more thing too you just touched on it right before this but we often Mm -hmm. go through similar things girl time and that is crazy what is how that happens what's the one that we're going through right now that's similar well right now we are both experiencing new love oh and we are we are putting we are both putting into practice i will say what we have lessons that we've learned from dating relationships from marriage from marriage divorce divorce hey come on now jesus and we are applying that in new relationships in new relationships and that's where we are right now and And we're both going through that both going through that 
and we're supporting each other we're talking about it we're giving little to hey hey try this try that and you know it's just once again this is happening it's like it's so many times in our lives it'd be like how is this possible that we're going through the same thing at the same time for better and for worse for better and for worse for how better is and for this worse. possible like the synchronicity in our lives are mm -hmm. like whoo child and it's not always relationships Sometimes it's not it's, health it's, it's health it's work professional environments Chow. and changes and challenges there you know it's family it's family yeah and we girl we have we have we really are connected <laughs> I, don't, I don't go through that with anyone else it's like i can yeah. talk to some my other friends yeah and they're sometimes when someone isn't there or they haven't been there mm -hmm. they don't know how to meet you there yeah and they don't know how to support you through it they just they end up being like, oh, you know, I just want to, I'll hear you out. I'll listen to you. I'll listen, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes I need that, but sometimes I also need to know, am I wrong here? Did I get this right? Do I need to go back and correct this? And sometimes it takes for another woman to have been there before. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what you would do unless you were in that situation. And part of the, part of what we have been able to advise each other or how we've been able to advise each other is... When I was going through that, what I wish I would have done was maybe you want to try something yeah. different than what I yeah. did. Yeah. Save maybe me. Maybe you can get a little of a bit of a different outcome than I did. Yeah. Save me a headache. Save me some time. And, you know, and that's why I love having, you know, mentors mm -hmm. because mentors offer that. Women who have come you know, before us. Mm -hmm. And I am always an open, you know, and have an open ear to um, women who, you know, are seasoned, you know, women who yeah. I admire, you yeah. know, because if you can save me some heartache or some trouble or a oh. headache, you know, please, I'm down for that. And that's what I want to do. So I'm, I'm always listening to the elders, the elders, you know, and I try to be that too for women who are younger than me who come before me or who come after, after me, I should say. The other thing that I think that we've also, we've talked about many times is especially when it comes to things like particular men or when it comes to things like particular places or whatever, we'll say something like, well, what have, well, what have you heard about it? Right. And the thing is, is if, if everyone is saying one thing, everybody can't be wrong. Right. Everybody can't be wrong that this guy's a joker. Everybody can't be wrong that they're racist at that coffee shop. Everybody can't be wrong about X, Y, Z. So you, thank you. Mm -hmm. So you, uh, you might want to use the wisdom of, of the community and shape up your decisions. Yeah. You know, and that brings me to, um, you know, friendships that have kind of fizzled out. You know, Ooh, Jesus. We, <laughs> you know, I think that, you know, it's, it's important to know that everyone that's in your life is there for a purpose and a reason. I do believe that. I don't mm -hmm. think that we cross paths with people and we connect with them, you know, just because. That's right. You know, I think that I've, I have, I have learned and there are takeaways from those relationships. And I will say for me, 
And they were good while they lasted. They were good while they lasted. You know, Great they were they were they were what I needed at that time. You know, mm-hmm. but as I get older, mm-hmm. and as I become wiser, and as I move into another level, Ooh, you know, I I just believe that that next level is not meant for everyone to go there with you. Mm-hmm. You know. And, um, you know, we talk about this back in L.A. We talk about day ones and what day yeah, ones yeah, yeah. are. And you know what I'm talking about. Day ones. And, you know, I just feel like the older I get, my close friend circle is smaller. I, you yes. know, the older I get. And I, I remember when I was in high school, I had a slew of friends. I mean, we would show up 10 deep, couple yeah. cars. And now I'm like, you know, just one or two best friend or if we're not in the same city you know I might show up with one other woman you have to just be careful with how much you're giving out and bringing in you have to and make sure that you take that time for yourself to recharge and to recognize when certain energies aren't compatible with yours yours. So I want to pick up right where we left off. (laughs) It was getting good. (laughs) It was getting good. Well, it was good, but that's a really hot topic because I think, I think, for example, I look at a lot of my students and I, I see in a lot of them that, that instinct, that drive to be popular and loved and accepted and, Mm -hmm. Um, lots of friends and lots of followers and oh, lots of followers, especially these days. Right. We didn't um, have that when we were in college. Well, and I'm glad. Thank Social God. We didn't was have just that. Really kicking off. Facebook, you still had to have the .edu. Still had to be a student to have a Facebook account. To get an account. Because mm-hmm. you had to have the .edu You had to have .edu email address. And, you know, I, I, I sense and I see that, you know, you... A lot of people live into that kind of knowledge and wisdom that the smaller circle is the way to go. Right. I mean, and I'm there too. I'm mm-hmm. I'm there. And a part of my thinking, in addition to what you just said, right? With mm-hmm. elevation comes some loss mm-hmm. and some you know, releasing. Yeah. And I think that that's a natural part of life as well. But I also feel like the older I'm getting, the few friends that I have, those relationships mean so much to me. You, Brittany, Naja. Yeah. I... Bandits. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And... Shout out to the bandits. You know, I want to be able to be the kind of friend to, to... my inner circle that they have been to me. Mm-hmm. And I simply do not have that kind of energy. Yes. <laughs> to go around to a whole lot of people. And if I have a personal standard, a personal standard of being the being the kind of friend that's that's consistent, that's present, that's supportive, that's loving and empathetic, yeah. that's there when you need me, I simply have to keep a smaller circle because 
I can't do that for a whole lot of people. Right. And you also can't burn yourself out. You know, when you think about what mm -hmm. your plate looks like, what your day looks like, yeah, what your personal goals are, what your goals are for six months, for the next year. I mean, you got to get some time in there for you too. You know, you've got to get Woo! some time in there for your, your romantic relationships. Yeah. You know, you're depositing... That's a lot of spreading yourself around, right? Yes. And so I, I do, I agree, you know, in that as our plates become more full, mm -hmm. as we begin to continue to walk in our purpose, mm -hmm. as we, as we begin to do the work yeah. around, you know, seeing real change and wanting to have that effect on our communities. Yes. We need people in our corner that know where we've been. Oh, yeah. Know where we've been. And, and who know your intentions. Absolutely. And I, I will say this, you know, I, 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 lo I love networking. I like meeting new people. Yeah. However, <laughs> I, I don't want you to get too close up on me. You know, I just want to pay. Hey, we want to keep this professional. Mm -hmm. We might, I can do a brunch, you know, I can do a lunch. But that, that closeness, that everyday contact that, you know, it pulls from you. It does. You know, it does. And you've got to fill yourself back up. And you have to fill yourself back up. You do. And you can't have people around you that are like, why don't you ever call me back? And too why much. did it take you too long, so long to text me back? And, you know, people who have these unrealistic expectations of you because they don't know where you've been. Absolutely. And they don't know what's important to you. And they don't know... They don't know you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, if you know me, you know, like, my work is getting done. Mm -hmm. I'm serving my community. Mm -hmm. I'm being present to my family. And, yeah, that might mean that I don't call you back immediately. Right. But no. you're going to get a call back, and we're mm -hmm. going to be fine. And I know that about you, too. Absolutely. I know that if there's, you know, a couple days that may go by or whatever have you, We'll talk when we talk and it's going to be, yeah. and we're just going to pick up where we left off. Right. You know, and it won't feel like there's been any time lapse or, oh, I have to check in and make sure that we're okay. You know, we're okay. Our relationship, our friendship is in God's hands, you know, and I trust that. And it's and divinely it's, orchestrated. Absolutely. And so, you know, to that point, you know, when I talk about, you know, meeting new people and, and, you know, cause that's a part of our our ministry as well, right? You know, you're you're reaching other women, you're talking to other women, you're going to be in conversation with them. However, you know, not everyone is meant to be really close to you. You know, some people are there for you in ways that I can't be there for you, right? Because they're there in professional spaces. Mm -hmm. You know, you have other groups that you're a part of mm -hmm. and you pour into that, you know? Mm -hmm. I believe that whatever we put in to our relationships, we get that back out. Oh, definitely. And if you are ever in a place where you feel like you're not getting that back out, you really need to self-assess. Well, what am I getting? What am I giving? Self-assess. Absolutely. And after you do that self-assess, being ready to find a way to end that friendship. Or make adjustments. Or adjust it. Absolutely. And, you know, maybe you don't put a kibosh in it, but yeah, you adjust. <laughs> Adjust. Yeah, adjust. We need to adjust here. Yeah. I mean, I talked about that on the last episode of the show when it comes when I was talking about spiritual wellness. Mm -hmm. And I talked about how important it is to be really mindful of who you give um, the opportunity to who you spend your time with. Access. Who? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
because there are people who pour in and there are people who just take and take and take and leech and leech and leech and drain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just at a point in a juncture in life where if our relationships are not anchored by an ethic of reciprocity and mutuality, what's the point? Yeah. Well, I'll say this. Going back to what we talked about in terms of social media and that kind of starting up when we were in college, mm-hmm. I think that today's youth are faced with a different dilemma because mm-hmm. Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, you know, it's all about your followers and how many followers you have. Yeah. And we're putting everything on social media, everywhere we Ooh. go and everything that we eat and everything that we do. And so people start to feel like they know you. Mm-hmm. They feel like person we're friends Mm. i know where she went today i know where she ate today Mm. and it's like well you know what i am putting out there and Mm -hmm. we have to be careful with what we do put out there with what we do share right Mm -hmm. because we do have all these followers and we have to be careful of those who approach us and want to begin friendships for for negative reasons for, you know, this person is popular and I just want to be attached to this person Child. because this this will give me this status. Ooh. Right? And, and so, some people go about that in some real weird ways, Interesting man. ways. <laughs> come, up, <laughs> come up talking about, look at my nails. I got them done like you. Ooh, hey, <laughs> come on. I got a job where you work. I, ooh, I just bought a house in your same neighborhood. <laughs> ooh, girl. That's, and that's what I'm saying. We have to be careful with how we use social media. And when we were in school, we didn't have that. So you, we yeah. picked up the phone and called each other. We picked up the phone. You know, we came over and spent time over. together. You know, we had conversations over the phone or in person. Now people can just respond to a story and they've come up with this whole narrative whole narrative about who mind, you are, about who you are, about mm. their place in your, your life. life. That's not the other way around. Right. Ooh. So it's something that, you know, I, I make sure that I'm mindful of what I post when I post it. Um, for safety reasons, you know, I'm a young woman. I live alone, you know, and yeah. I don't need to let the world know what my moves are. What my moves are. And when I'm out of town. Mm-hmm. When I'm in town. Nope. You know. So what are some of your, like, rules, right? Like, for me, I know I don't, if I'm out of town, mm-hmm. like, I might post, like, on the last night I'm out of town. Mm-hmm. Or I might post when I'm already back home. Mm-hmm. Or... Honestly, the best parts of my life don't really even make it to social media. They don't. They don't. Best parts of my life, <laughs> I'm like, I was having so much fun. That's my I moment. I didn't take a picture. I didn't even take a picture. Mm-hmm. And this is so good. I just want to be present. But you know what my rules are? I'm glad you asked that. Um, I have people who are close to me, yourself included, who are high profile. You know, they have public facing jobs. And... I'm always mindful of respecting privacy. Yeah, I'm always are. mindful of this person might not want people to know that they are out in Los Angeles, California with me. Right now, and so right. I check in. My rule is I ask, mm. did you have, or I see, have they, have this person posted that they're here? If they haven't, then I'll ask and I post a picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I might take a photo and keep it in my phone, but might not post it because maybe I, Think that we both look fly today. Yeah, you know, I want to have that memory. So, 
My other rule is I don't post every picture I take. Every picture, every video is not for social media. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'm with you. If I'm out of town, you know, sometimes it's hard. Like I went to school in Atlanta. So if I say I'm in Atlanta, you know, on social media, there's so <laughs> many people who want to see me now because I'm in Atlanta. Yeah, but, girl. You know, but it's She's like, still so popular. I can't see everybody. Not love. It's not the reason why I came to Atlanta. Yeah. You know? I'm in communication with people on social media, but I can't always get to you, you know? Right. So sometimes you just want to travel and you don't want to say where you are. Oh, sorry. I'm already home. You know what? <laughs> Post that a few days ago. <laughs> Catch you on the next trip. Catch you next time. You know, and so I have that rule. And then my last rule is when I am catching up with somebody who I haven't seen in a long time, I have a phone down rule. Like mm. if we are at dinner... And we haven't had a lot of FaceTime or I really want to catch up with you. Phone down. I've been in so many restaurants and I've seen both people at the table on their phones. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, hi. Yeah. Are, are you connecting? Are you not connecting? Are you just getting together to both be social online with your followers? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, so, yeah, I, I have a phone down rule. If I'm at dinner... And I'm catching up with a friend, a loved one, someone that I haven't talked to, I haven't seen in a long time. I keep my phone down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just and I and I focus on being present with yeah. that person. Yeah, that's yeah. such a good rule. I mean, and I think a lot it takes discipline mm -hmm. because a lot of us are wired now to always have the phone in our hand and, and always share. stay connected and always be so sharing and exposing and try to get those likes. Trying <laughs> to get those lights out. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, right? It is. It is. I love to talk to you about how you have. Well, one of the things in our relationship that I find to be extremely interesting in our mid, late 30s. Mid thirties, mid thirties. We're not late. <laughs> We're not late yet. Right in the middle. We often find ourselves <laughs> reflecting on things that we would have done differently mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in our twenties mm -hmm. or whatever previous seasons, previous relationships. Mm -hmm. How do you keep like your healthy perspective mm -hmm. on? The past. You actually helped me come out of that. Um, you might remember this if I mention it right now, but when I was 29, I wanted to have a big blowout 30th birthday. Mm. I wanted to rent a space and have all my friends come. And my birthday is normally the weekend before Christmas. And so... Yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be on a Saturday this year. Maybe my friends can come up and I want to rent this space and spend all this money. Have all my friends come from my, from Atlanta and, you know, and all hang out and have a big time, a big fun time and turn 30. Mm. And I was becoming frustrated planning that mm. and just having issues like figuring out where was the venue and budget and all these things. And I remember you said to me, you said, um, you don't sound like you're having a 
good time planning this. Is this what you really wanted to do for your birthday? Oh my God. And I said, no, I really wanted to go to Paris. And you were like, well, tell me more about that. And I was like, mm -hmm. I always felt like Paris was somewhere that my husband would take me. You know, somewhere I needed to go with a man. And I'm not married and I don't have a man right now. So I can put, you know, I'll go one day. And you said to me, stop planning that party. You and I are going to Paris for your 30th birthday. <laughs> That's what we're doing. And it was in that. And I was like, oh, okay. And it never dawned on me. I was limiting myself to not doing things because I didn't have a male partner to do those things with. Right. And after that monumental trip in Paris. Girl, London and Paris. London and Paris, oh, actually. We girl. And, you know, prior to that, I had a passport for maybe like five years. And I um, hadn't used it to go anywhere. And so my wow. very first time out the country was this trip, London and Paris. And um, it was life-changing for me. And I will say from 30 to now, I have broken that thought process of, yeah. I can't do this until I have a partner to do these things. Yeah. That was going to Paris. Yeah. That was buying a house. Yes. You know, and so. I'm so proud of you. Things that I've done on my own. Things yeah. that I've done. You for know, yourself. For myself. And things that I said, okay. I don't have to have a partner for these things. I don't have to put my life on hold because I don't have these things. Yes. God has already given me the tools and the support yes. and the and the resources to make my own make dreams this come happen. true. Absolutely. And so God is already telling me, I've given you Portia. This is this is yours. You just have to go for it. Mm -hmm. And that I use that as I keep that perspective in everything that I do. I don't limit myself on what I can have. Um, I don't think about, oh, I could have more if I had a partner. I think about what I deserve. Uh, I think about yes. what my dreams and my visions are. Oh. And I remind myself, you know, that, you know, I am his daughter. He mm -hmm. wants the best for me. <laughs> and the best is really yet to come. Yes. And that's that's something Hallelujah. Girl, Um Yes, God. And that that's what keeps me in check. Hmm. You know, and yeah. so I just wanna tell every woman, you know, you can have all those desires of your heart. God placed them there. They're there for a reason. Yeah. Whatever that is, don't wait on anybody to go after that. And don't wait on anybody to give it to you. Well, first of all, I just have to say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank Shalom. you, Jesus. Hey. <laughs> hey, God. Um, I remember that conversation. I remember exactly where I was when we were having that conversation because I knew this is going to be a really important moment in both of our lives. And, you know, my truth in that moment was that I was married at the time. You were. And things were not going how I always imagined a marriage would go, you know. Mm -hmm. 
And I remember feeling like if I had a chance to do it again, I would not wait on someone to give me the things that I want. Because in the at the time, the position that I was in was that I got married at a point in my life where I couldn't give myself anything. I was dependent on my husband. Mm-hmm. And it took me some years to be able to like be able to get to that point where Nichelle could do for Nichelle. But I remember thinking like, no, we're not. We ain't doing this. Mm-hmm. We ain't going to get to that point. And God forbid you find I have a husband, but he ain't the one I want to go to Paris with. Hey. You know, so you know what? We're going to Paris now. Yeah. We're going to Paris right now. Mm-hmm. We got our coins together. We sure did. God provided. Sure did. And you had the best of both worlds because you had a little send-off the night before. I, did. I had a little send-off at a French restaurant in at downtown At a French LA. restaurant <laughs> with an Eiffel Tower-shaped cake. I sure did. <laughs> and sure I will did. never forget that moment. Mm-hmm. We spent the first few days in London. We did. But that night, when the clock struck midnight and you turned 30, mm-hmm. we were at the Eiffel Tower. We were. And the lights were going off. Might have been a little dangerous, <laughs> but we oh. were there. <laughs> Threw all caution to the wind. No, I was like, no, Porsche, we have to be there when you turn 30. <laughs> they, were, they were actually celebrating Mandela that year. That's right. Remember? They were celebrating Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela. His, um, I think his birth. His birthday or maybe... It was day was released. Maybe something. it was something like that. But his name was shooting across the across Eiffel the, Tower. Across the Eiffel and I Tower. That. And I remember got that video. I was like, "Happy birthday, boy!" <laughs> <laughs> you were you like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "I gotta be at the Eiffel Tower by twelve midnight." As soon as it strikes, December twenty first, and we were there. We were there, and that yeah. trip was life changing for me and for me. Life changing for you too. And again, another. Going back to what we said earlier, another time in our lives where we were just at the same place, you know, mm. and you were there for me and I was also there for you, girl, you know, and didn't even know it because it was uh, it was not an easy place to be in. And, yeah. you know, we yeah. Yeah, who so. was not and for either of us. But I think that's a part of the process of growing is you have to go through things. Mm-hmm. You have to. And I, it's a, just a hard truth of life. And I find myself telling my students this all the time. Like, I there are certain things that I can teach you and certain things that I can prepare you for. But there will be some occasions that you can't avoid Yeah, if you're going to become the woman that you're destined to be. Yeah, if you're going to walk in your purpose. If you're going to walk in your purpose, yeah. you also got to be able to walk through some fire. It's a journey. Ooh, yeah. Jesus. You do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I preach right there. <laughs> <laughs> That'll preach. It'll preach. Mm -hmm. You know, but in walking through it, you have to know God is faithful. And the word of God says you will walk through fire and not be burned. Yeah. 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 And I look back on that period and I'm like, golly, in some senses, like that was that was a pivot for both of us. It was. Not just the trip, but the fact that we made that decision. 
Right. This is what we're going to do. Right. And a lot of people think... It didn't matter who liked it. It didn't matter who liked it because there were some people who didn't like it. There were some people who had a problem with that. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? And girl, that trip opened up... I mean, that was one... That was one of many international trips, you know? Mm I was reflecting on Ethiopia with you today, you know? Uh, My screensaver photo on my phone right now is from just sitting in our hotel room in Addis Ababa, just peering out the hotel window mm-hmm. and just being full of gratitude. Just full. Uh, yes, girl, because that was the next year. That was. was the next year. That was my 31st birthday. That was your, it, absolutely. I mean, it was two years later. It was two years later. It was two it years was, later. It was your 31st. It was yeah. your 31st. I think for your 30th, we did L.A., my thirtieth, we were in LA. With yeah, you. With the photo shoot That's and nice. Brittany. Yeah, bandits. Yeah, and then thirty one was was my dream trip, Ethiopia. That was your dream trip. But what I, what I what I was feeling in that moment a second ago was like a lot of women mm-hmm. think that it's going to take some cataclysmic event for you to change your life, or you're going to have some heavens open benchmark moment. That everything has to change. And I'm, you know, I don't believe that. I believe that our lives can change with a simple decision. Mm -hmm. And though though it can be hard to make decisions, so some decisions are hard to make. But when you decide to have a made up mind about something, Mm -hmm. that's when your life changes. Yeah. That's when your life changes. I'm deciding... I'm not waiting for someone to give me my dreams. I'm deciding I'm going to be happy. I'm deciding I'm taking the steps to be successful. I'm deciding that's the moment everything changes. And I'm deciding. Because every decision happens as a result of that decision. Absolutely. And that has to happen for this thing to happen. Yes. Because if that didn't happen, these things, these things would not have happened. Won't happen. Right. So it's a part of the process. And it's, it's that it's that pattern and I'll say this, you know, when you decide to just walk in faith, and this is, a, sometimes I pray and I say this, I mean, like, you know what? I can't see this. Mm. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I believe in you. And I have faith in God to know that whatever is on the other side of this yes. is what you have always had for me. And I, yes. just, and I just have to show that I am willing to do my part. I'm willing to do my part. And take my steps and walk into a room where I don't, you know what, Lord? I don't you know. Said, go here. <laughs> yes. And I don't, I can't see where I'm going and it's scary. You know, it's mm-hmm. a very vulnerable place. But yeah. I know that on the other side of fear is miracles, blessings, and breakthroughs. Joy and breakthroughs and a new day. You know, and yes. so. I I know I've been there. I know you've been there. And I know there's more to come, you know. I I know that um when God knows that he can trust us at this level, he's okay. She's ready for the next level. Faithful over a few things. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that's a good segue to this other thing we said we wanted to talk about is how we would maybe recommend to some listeners who are navigating their single years Mm -hmm. like how to strike when the iron is hot you know Mm -hmm. how to you know really take advantage of these years and embrace them like I get so sad for women who 
are consumed in their in their single years with this preoccupation with getting married or getting partnered. And I'm like, but you're missing the whole point, sis. Like, which is something else I wanted to talk to you. This is a sidebar, but have you ever noticed how like sis has become like a trendy thing to say? And I'm like, actually, me and Portia started that like so many years ago. We did. We and started that, and y'all need to be paying. And y'all need, y'all need to be giving us a residual. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be checking my inbox for a check in the mail. I check in the mail for all basis. y'all that is, that have decided to call yeah. each other sis since sis we did in '05. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, sis, 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 Actually, some of y'all, so y'all ain't, I ain't, everybody ain't your sis. Everybody ain't your sis. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you wasn't expecting that one up. <laughs> Come uh, on, thank God, saints. Oh, my God. Uh, um, but to answer your question. What um, would we say? I mean, I know between the two of us, we can write a book on this. We really can. Because praise and thank God, we both have gotten to a place in our lives where we are happy being single. Yeah. Yeah. Happy. 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 Content. Yeah. And I was not always there. Right. I was right. not always there. Not always there. Yeah. But and I these am. men that we have in our lives now, thank God that they are in our lives. These are some beautiful, amazing, powerful men who are assets to our lives, but they're just that. They are assets. They right. are uh, they are welcomed additions to our lives. Yeah. They are not the make it or the break it. Yeah. They are not the ingredients, but the cherry on top. Hello, you know. So, like, I can still bake this cake. This what? cake can still taste really good. Hella good. I can even have a have a side of ice cream with it. If I hey, but hey, you know. Do but I want you, a little affogato with it? Okay. <laughs> but you are the cherry on top. They and I are think that such that is blessings. Such a blessing, you know. And, you know, definitely just thankful to have someone in my life that is a light and is positive, mm. you know, and is encouraging mm. and really wants to see me win, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm.